Come on, Kel. I'll do anything. Well, actually, it could help me study for this job audition at the auto show. Can you be a car? Then will I get to meet the babes? Pretty ones as dumb as you? Dumber. Oh, man. You just stand here and car. Now, my job is to come up with an interesting and exciting way to introduce the new Alante. You ready? Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a whoop No Man presents, live from the nudie bar, the Married with Children podcast. And here are your hosts, Dan, Jamie, and Al. We're back. We're in the nudie bar. We're back to the regularly scheduled show. A chronological exploration of Married with Children. One of the greatest shows of the 80s and 90s. My name is Al. Listen, two cups of me, one cup of you. Bring it to a boil and serve while hot. I'm the new Alante. Oh, wait. No, my name. Yes. Jamie! <laughs> Jamie! Jamie, something tells me you've been practicing. Why is that? I and am I'm... a model. <laughs> oh, okay, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. And I'm Dan. Gee, Your Honor, I don't know where that shotgun came from. <laughs> Dude, I love those lines. That's amazing, and he does it twice. Yes, guys, <laughs> we're talking about the iconic episode that nobody could ever forget. Kelly Bounces Back, Season 5, Episode 6. Director Jerry Cohen, writers Al... Adikman, Ron Levitt. <laughs> Kelly sets her sights on becoming a car showroom model. Wow, this is a big episode. Two big names in this episode as special guest stars. But let's get there when we get there. It's fall now, guys. We have a whole fall season ahead. Lots of shows to get to. We're going to blast through a lot of season five right into the winter. Absolutely, man. Fall is the best time of the year. Fall is all you need. <laughs> Marry me, Charisse. You're the only one for me. But, Blair, you said that to the twins who are secretly your daughters who you fathered when you were in that coma. <laughs> you can't really have children with a man in a coma, can you, Mom? <laughs> I think there have been two recorded cases. That is fascinating. Was that on the Weekly World News with Bat Boy? <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. Because <laughs> uh, that's the only place that would have been printed. But we had a whole segment <laughs> about that, like on the Skeleton oh, Crew. Great. We had like this long conversation. I thought we did it here. I know we did it here because we were. I was talking about how I had prescription uh, prescriptions. Yes, my doctor told me that I needed to read these magazines. No, I was talking about how I had subscriptions to those. Yeah, uh, you read two of these fake tabloids and call me in the morning. <laughs> and speaking of that, you guys, um, if you look in the Married with Children uh, Facebook group page, uh, you'll see I posted, I did find a recent TV guide. Right. Like this week's. Yeah. So um, I broke it down in the post, but I'll just say it uh, again, again right here. So, yeah, it was basically 
um, just like any other magazine, like same size, right? And then in that was articles about all the new shows coming out, I think for like the fall TV schedule. Um, tons of stuff for like Netflix and Hulu. And then it had everything in the back section, just like it was back in the day, except like this was in color, obviously. Oh. Like that was the one thing that threw me, not the size of it, but because it wasn't in black and white. But uh, but yeah, it was pretty cool. So It's not the size that counts, it's the color. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, thanks for posting that in the group page. Guys, we have 770 members, members in our Married with Children group page. Um, could some of you say something one day? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> what are you hiding i never had so many people in a group page for a podcast that said nothing <laughs> like you would think oh wow our show's going great look at all this exposure it's only been uh almost it's we're coming up on two years and 770 people and, and facebook's sort of dead anyway so it's like I don't know where everyone's supposed to be these days, Twitter or Instagram, whatever. But it's like uh, we have both of those too. But and you're, you're thinking, wow, this is going to be such a great community. Everyone's going to be talking, and the people that do talk do make it great. But it's like, but that's like twenty of the seven hundred and seventy. <laughs> I might just go back to MySpace. Yeah, I mean, really, what are we doing? Have here? like Buckethead for my song that plays over and over again. <laughs> Kelly, honey, I know you're a high school graduate, but you may be unaware of a new law. Since 1989, the government only permits one human lump per family. <laughs> so I'm afraid the time has come for you to get a job. Oh, no, Daddy, you're wrong. Mommy says that I don't have to do anything. I'm a girl. <laughs> Sweetheart, your mother is the last of a vanishing breed. The Tyrannosaurus do nothingness. <laughs> but there's still hope for you, honey. You can still get up off a couch without it making a suction noise. <laughs> so join with Daddy, won't you please, in actually earning a living? But honey, for Daddy's ego, try not to bring home more money than he does. So I'd say try returning pop bottles. But stop at ten. They're two cents a piece, you know. <laughs> oh gee, Your Honor, I don't know where that shotgun came from. <laughs> Like, that's so cool because you could almost picture an insane Al really saying that to, like, Officer Dan, right? Oh, absolutely. That fit perfectly. I guess you have to have blood splattered on the walls and everything in the background. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it might come to that peg one day. Watch out. She is pushing it. So uh, <laughs> Kelly goes and steals Marcy's newspaper to check out the want ads. She is willing to get this job, even though Peg's not down, but whatever. Did you really mean what you said about me? You really think I do nothing? Peg, if you did any less around here, it would be called haunting. <laughs> and it's funny that they say coma already, because I used to say to people, like, if you did any less, you'd be in a coma. <laughs> they had to do something else, so haunting is a good one. That was that good. That is a great win, and I'm glad you told me, you said that, because I didn't understand what he said, because I, <laughs> I don't know, somehow I missed what he said when I was watching the episode. And I was hoping that would come up on the show. Yeah, y'all. <laughs> See, this show even serves a purpose for you, Jamie. Yes. Full circle. It is educational. What do you know? <laughs> Take did a you, look. Did you talk about when this aired, by the way? Did I miss oh, that? Oh, how could I forget that? Jay Miller is going to kill me. October 28th, 1990. So, oh. Ah, hence the haunting. Yes. 
This is the Halloween episode. <laughs> no, I do plenty around here. I want an apology. And I want appreciation. Until I get some, I, Peggy Bundy, am officially on strike. <laughs> Who would even notice? I have no idea. But she does, and that's the joke, obviously. Right. <laughs> Look, Daddy. I found a job. Listen, pretty girls needed. No skills. No talent. <laughs> no experience. No reading. It's reading, honey. No reading? Where are they going to find anyone that stupid? The, obviously, the joke is she's not, she can't read the word read. Right. As that happened, I'm sitting on the couch and look for, I don't even know why I looked here, but I looked down at my milk crate that is holding all my uh, vinyl records and it's stamped on the side from Reading, Pennsylvania. So I'm reading something wow. that is reading, but it's Reading. Yeah. While she's saying that. When Kelly is reading Reading uh, as when it should be reading, you are reading Reading. While she's reading. Wow. <laughs> this show really is educational. No, but look, $400 a month. Now that should help with the family, eh, Daddy? Well, uh, sweetheart, dear, this is an ad for a modeling school. See, I'd have to pay $400 a month. <laughs> so what's the problem? Hey, could you describe the difference between paying and earning? <laughs> what am I asking you for? Of course you can't. So the result of Kelly going through the want ads is she wants to pay $400 a month for modeling school. <laughs> It I love just, how he oh, keeps reaching out to Peg. You want right. to take this one? <laughs> right? Oh, she wants to get one of those sweet jobs standing in a department store window. <laughs> Buy me. <laughs> Buy me. <laughs> Al gave in, and Kelly is now in modeling school walking around with a book on her head and saying, I am a model. <laughs> uh, for some reason i just love that line from her like i was just cracking up it was just like like just you know nothing nothing too crazy but just for some reason i was just dying laughing at that one i am a model it reminds me of baymax <laughs> i am not fast <laughs> when she uh knocked over the lamp i couldn't understand why like what fell on the lamp because when she was walking around, I didn't even notice she had a book on her head. Did you? Come on, Dad, make me proud. Well, um... <laughs> I mean, I didn't even know she had a head at the time. No, no. Oh, <laughs> that was good. No, I, <laughs> wow. You really think that I would get that? I know, that is really <laughs> me trying to make you think you know what's in my head. <laughs> so, yeah, Kelly is looking hot again in a green mini when she's walking around with this book on her head. I'm just like... She's a natural leg crosser. Oh, man. She can do it at will. Oh, at will, huh? Could she learn to do it like Sharon Stone and do it at me? And to hell with Will? I am a model. <laughs> I'm not cooking tonight, you know. Uh-oh. And I guess I'll just have to live on love. <laughs> not with me. I'm on strike. Oh, no. Then I guess I'll just have to live. 
the telephone rings, I'm not getting it. Well, Johnny, if I miss another dinner with the Trumps because of you, I'm going to take it out on the help. So isn't that wild? Like every time. Yeah, I love that. I, I love how anytime Donald Trump is mentioned in anything uh, pre-presidency is amazing to me. Because it's always like, I'm always so fascinated that, like, wow, so that guy was eventually the president. That's so weird to think of. Because he's been a part of our pop culture for years. Like, the name Trump is just synonymous with money. Like, this aura around our whole entire lives and to see where it all went is, like, insane. Uh, like, even when I watch Home Alone 2 and he's, like, helping. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, like, now it's, like, fascinating to me. I just, like, stare at the TV. I'm like, wow. I thought Kelly was going to be the president, though. Whatever happened to that? Honey, this modeling thing isn't working out. But, but I have an idea. Why don't you take the skills you've acquired at modeling school and get an important job? When will you meet the public and serve them french fries? <laughs> but Daddy, I can't stop now. Modeling is in my blood. <laughs> okay, Kel. I did what you asked. I put all your Garfield cartoons on cassette tape so you can listen to them in the car. <laughs> now can I meet the modeling babes? Now this rings true because, as you guys remember... Kelly was on the couch, and her butt was moving, which meant she must be reading, or reading. <laughs> reading. She was reading Garfield comic strips when Bud came in that room and told her, or no, when she told Bud about how Marcy was used and left like the men's hand wipe at the bus station when <laughs> yes. she was dumped by Steve. So it, this is, is consistent. Now, did you guys ever transfer anything that you watched to, to audio tape to listen to in your car? Not no, not no. not since I've been driving. When I was a little kid, I used to record Scooby Doo off TV mm-hmm. onto cassette tape and like play while you were laying in bed or something. Yeah, yeah. And then I also did. I recorded myself <laughs> reading a Scooby Doo book once, and every time I would turn the page, I would go ding. <laughs> so. Then when I when I played the tape back, I knew to turn the page when I went ding. <laughs> you're so funny. You should know if you're wow. if you're able to read, you should know when to turn the page. I yeah, I know. That's that's kind of what makes it funny to me. I, <laughs> I was a I was a little bit of a nerd. No. <laughs> you <laughs> I don't believe that. Get out of town. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Honey, have you seen anything down there Daddy might like? <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe there's a job for a runway model with dirty underwear. <laughs> and now, here's Al, looking frisky for fall in his stained boxer shorts <laughs> and matching yellowing T-shirt. <laughs> Oh, note the holes. New this season for easy access scratching. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Al. Oh, and walking behind him, his socks. Resplendent in their no-toe or heel look. Thanks again, Al. Honestly, it didn't really work because when Al said, "Is there? Did you see anything down there that for Daddy?" He wasn't referring to a job. 
He was right. referring to a model. To the girls, yeah. And right. so then Peg is like, oh, I'm sure they have a job for... And I'm like, no, he wasn't looking for a job. So that's why that I was actually at the time thinking this joke doesn't work because that's not that's what he a, was talking about. Wow. I didn't even pick up on that. Good point. Yeah. yeah it's like, duh. Like, what are, you, <laughs> what are you making a joke about? What do you think he's talking... He's actually making fun of you right now. Right. You know, in a roundabout way. Absolutely. <laughs> that he don't really care about you. He wants a hotter chick. And <laughs> and you're, you're, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very strange moment from Peg. Gee, officer, if I thought my wife was missing, would I be in this bar drinking a beer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. And that I could picture too. Oh, absolutely. So Kelly practices introducing the new Alante. The new Alante. <laughs> and Al, I love the way he gazes at her like, oh, my God, this is, what a waste of money all that was. And it's funny, though, like it really wasn't – it turned out not to be a waste of money. I mean it only took her, what, like four tries or something? Then she said Topeka or Urethra. Yeah, <laughs> she said both. <laughs> and then she finally just – out of nowhere, she has an epiphany where she invents the Bundy bounce. Mm-hmm. And Bud was truly impressed. You could tell he genuinely... I love that moment. The new Alante! Yeah. What, do you think? what do you think? I think you got it. <laughs> I know I've got it. I shall be the Alante girl, for I have invented the Bundy bounce. <laughs> when she says when she says what do you think and he you could see the look on his face and he Mm -hmm. goes i think you got it like he was he he was genuinely impressed in that moment and i was really happy i I loved that (laughs) there are any models down there as dumb as you (laughs) dumber (laughs) and kelly looked really like fulfilled and happy and she had a genuine smile on her face too it was nice to see her feel i don't know if she feels that very often yeah. It was good to see that. Yeah. yeah. She looks sexy doing it too, right? No? Well, yeah, question? I mean. Is that a question? What? Oh, yeah. it's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that. I was just checking if you guys knew that. She looks sexy when she's not doing it. I mean, <laughs> she looks sexy with a book on her head. So Supposedly there's a, a blooper. When Kelly knocks the lamp over with the book they sit down and i think there's a point where she's doing the whole leg crossing thing and at that time somehow the lamp goes back into the shot and the lamp is fixed again (laughs) nice now unless peg did it which we know she's on strike so there's no way she did it right who else would have fixed the lamp if neither one of them did so we get to a new set it is the showroom with all of the other cars and all of the models who are going to be introducing them uh, or the hopeful models that will be introducing all those girls that we see are there to uh, just win the spot to introduce this one car and you only have to do it for three or four seconds and that's it and you get paid Wow. I feel like I died and went to Dad's happy box in the basement. (laughs) 
I beg of you, Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> Control your urges and your scent, okay? okay? I'm gonna go practice my Alantes. Okay. I'm just gonna wander around and see what's biting. <laughs> I do believe I seized my supper. <laughs> Hello. I know you models are always watching your weight. Care for a Bud Light? <laughs> so that's a really good line, but it's completely out of context and makes no sense for the conversation Bud is having with this girl because for the audience it's funny, but that girl has no idea that his name is Bud. So offering a Bud Light, it's just like, would you like a beer? That's really what he's essentially asking her because... If you want the line to make sense, he would say, Hello, beautiful. My name is Bud, and uh, I'd like to introduce myself, and I know that you models are always watching your weight, so uh, how would you like a Bud Light? Like, you know, something. I know that wasn't... I just... I'm thinking of it right now, but I'm just saying, like, something along those lines to make the whole joke work in her perspective. I'm sorry, but I think you've mistaken me for someone who would speak to someone like you. Steve, right one. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> it was a good line delivered really poorly because the girl is very pretty and I think she she's like super hot in that dress, but she can't act worth a damn. Uh, her name is Debbie Dunning. She is famous for playing Heidi Kepper and uh, Kiki Van something in Home Improvement now. Oh, yes. Yes. You recognize her? I did. I didn't know what from. You know, it was weird because, I. yeah, I should have known that. Wow. Okay. She was in 136 episodes of that show. Mm -hmm. She was in Silk Stockings. She was in Baywatch. Tales from the Crypt in the Pit episode. Yeah, you, you're talking about Heidi, right? That's yeah. Right. On Home Improvement. Yeah, like, she was the girl that came in after Pam Anderson, and uh, I would yeah. actually prefer Heidi. Absolutely. Yeah and, she yeah, was, she was, yeah, and she was super cute on that show, and I actually liked her on that show. I thought she was she's even... great. Yeah, she actually did a good job. Now, here, I don't know what the deal was. Like, if she just... I mean, I don't know if she was... Well, no, it wouldn't make sense. I was like, maybe she was trying to act poorly, but that would make sense if she was doing a, like, pretending to do a role, like, right. if, if she was doing an audition for something. But, no, that was her just talking to Bud, and it should have been, right. you know, natural, but it just didn't come off that well. Or it could have just been she just got better with time. So by the moment, yeah, she mean, got it. <laughs> yeah. And maybe so. Yep. Well, I don't know what this means, but she was also in ABC TGIF as Heidi Kepper. I don't know if that means that that was a different show or, or was this show in TGIF, like Home Improvement. I don't know why they would separate it. I don't know. TGIF is a two-hour Friday night block of comedy sitcoms hosted by various... Gotta show you how it's done, TGIF. Hosted by various stars of the shows. Okay, so she hosted right. it at some point. Okay. All right. I never watched those Friday night shows on the TGIF shows. So, because what? When that, well, because when that came along, I actually Maybe. had, a, I had a life. I, was, <laughs> I didn't watch that either. I wasn't I home on Friday nights. I was doing stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, 
I feel like a, you know. I'm older. <laughs> She's in Leprechaun 4. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's enough about her. Um, so how do you guys rate her in looks, though, real quick? I give her like um, like a 7. She has a nice body, though. It's like body only. I'd probably bump her up to 8.5, but overall 7. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd go a little bit higher, I think. So, so grading her on the Kelly curve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Kelly being a 10, then um, I would say probably like, honestly, I think she's one of the hotter chicks that has come up against Kelly. Agreed. Uh, like, say, if you look back to the music video episode. Oh, God, those girls. Or like any time <laughs> we see girls that like Bud brings home or whatever. It's right. just there. Hey, leave Trixie out of this. <laughs> you can tell they're so yeah i saw your post about that and i was, and did you also see that all the guys are like six <laughs> listen i never said 5.5 i don't think she's truly hot like i said what turned me on about her was the fact that she's so easy that i was all ex- <laughs> i was so excited that bud's gonna have a party here and, and that <laughs> got me into her i'm not saying she's actually hot <laughs> Anyway, this chick, the uh, I think she she definitely is one of the hotter chicks to come up against Kelly. Oh yeah. yeah. I rate her an eight point five, and I rate Alex's comment a ten. <laughs> oh god. So, so we have this girl in the blue dress, incense, and uh, Bud. Incense. Incense. Uh, okay, you can go now. <laughs> Jamie, get off the show. You don't ever correct me. Next. Next. Where's JP? <laughs> so. Need some help? One good turn deserves another. <laughs> Steve, right? Her name, Joanna Goody. And she was only in this and Palo Pinto Gold. <laughs> oh, that that blockbuster. <laughs> From 2009. Was that on TGIF? <laughs> no, TGIB. Thank God it's buried. Wait a minute. That was from 2009? So she didn't do anything oh. after this for 19 years? That was a comeback. <laughs> That's her big comeback in acting. Riding off the coattails of Married with Children, we see you. <laughs> so now I found this interesting. Kelly playing possum while she's practicing for these in, for this Alante intro because there's no way she's doing her bounce right. So it's like she's just acting like she's practicing. She at least has the presence of mind to do that. Right. So she does all this fake trying, and then Tia Carrere approaches. Kelly Bundy. Alonto. Alonto's. Aluminum. (laughs) Kelly. Alonto. Hi, Kelly. Been practicing. Nope, don't need to. I'm slam dunking this baby. You seem pretty confident for someone who got tension headaches during smiling class. Uh, Tia Carrere played Piper Bauman in this episode. Tia Carrere is, most people on Earth know her from Wayne's World. She will be mine. Oh, yes. She will be mine. 
<laughs> she was amazing in that movie, and I'm so glad that she was um, Cassandra above anybody else. Like, she was really, really perfect. And, you know, she was just starting out back then, but she became really big. The th- the other thing that I know her from, because I'm a huge Arnold Schwarzenegger fan. Yes, I was just going to say that. Yeah, man, True Lies. Her, Jamie Lee Curtis, Arnold Schwarzenegger, that young girl who sort of became famous for a minute. What's her name? Eliza Dushku. Yeah. <laughs> Dushku. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what do you guys think of Tear Career's looks? I mean, back then, I guess we'll say. I, I give her pretty much 9.5. I honestly don't think she looks her best in this episode. I really think she looks good in Wayne's World and in other things I've seen her in. But here, I didn't think she looked all that great. So I would come even I would come in lower than with black dress. Mm. Honestly, I would come in lower than with blue dress. Oh, get out of here. No, I would. <laughs> I liked her hair. Uh, that big bushy hair. Yeah. But yeah, Tia Career had a little bit of a pouty look to her. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was the lipstick or the the cheek, the rouge or whatever it's called, or right blush. I don't know. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> blush, grandma. My grandma called it. It called it. It. My gra- My grandma <laughs> called it rouge. <laughs> I see here that whores use rouge and. <laughs> ladies pinch their cheeks is that right scarlett o'hara did it but you know what the thing is when you do that when they would do that like pinch their cheeks it's the reason their cheeks would get pink is because they're busting blood vessels and that's not good yeah capillaries (laughs) yeah i mean i don't know yeah even this coming from the i used to hit my hit myself in the mouth with a book to to pump up my lips Uh, before i would jamie it's a lot less painful to just read them yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That's crazy. How'd you look? Do you have any pictures or actually yeah, yeah, I'm sure I can find one. But so no, it worked. It worked, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tia Career uh, approaches. Oh, I guess we'll get into character here. Uh, Piper, which is an odd name for a chick. We didn't. We didn't talk about my rating on Tia Career, but you probably won't want to hear it. Oh yeah, sure, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I got to be honest. I'm not a fan of Tia Career. Never have been. Uh, yeah, I won't. I like. I don't want to be like disrespectful. I understand, but like, it's just not. Yeah, I'm all set. Dude, her body though. I know. Yeah, I just, she just I doesn't know, do I it for me. I even think she's a little thin. Like, she's just, I don't know. She, like, I'll be honest with you. Her personality just, like, overshadows it. So, like, I just, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I like her. Don't ruin that for me. I love Wayne's World. You're not going to ruin this. Sorry. You're not taking that from me. <laughs> and a little Wayne's World uh, reunion, technically, even though they didn't have a scene. I don't together. know. I don't want to 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 know. Yeah, Al Bundy and uh, Piper Bowman were both in Wayne's World. Yeah, man. Uh, the who the oh the girl in the purple, I suppose. Uh, her name is Wendy Nichols. She was in the Wayne, not Wayne's World, the Wayne and Schuster Super Special. <laughs> okay, up your alley. And she was also in Meatballs 4, 1992, with Corey Feldman. <laughs> wow. 
I didn't even know that was a movie. Oh yeah. It look at the cover. It looks atrocious. <laughs> that's a that's about as far as I'll ever get with that movie though. I can't promise anything for <laughs> just looking at the cover. Is that a dog? Who's that go Bobby? No, that was uh that was Piper. Oh <laughs> instead of a pig, she became a dog for this episode. <laughs> because she didn't want us to have to bring up the word suey again on this show. <laughs> So, what are you doing for your audition? <laughs> well, I come after you, so I guess I'll have to wait till the curly tail disappears. <laughs> well, then, of course, after the cries of Sue die down, I'll do my best to follow in your hoof prints. She says the dreaded Married with Children podcast word that we really never want uttered on here again which is suey because I live next to New York and Jerry at, well, he's in Alabama or something, but, and, and Justin was in Pennsylvania, but there's no excuse for Jerry, right? (laughs) There never is really. (laughs) And I think he's from Nashville. (laughs) Something he's from places. I thought would know this. (laughs) It turned out suey was the, the, for some reason, the, one topic we got more feedback on than anything. Like, at the, out of those 770 people, I think 70 of them told us that Suey is a pig calling. Well, I think because everyone was just so amazed that no one knew. <laughs> I was. You couldn't believe that th- out of three people, not one of us ever heard the word Suey. Yes. I'm like, God, this show needs me. That's what I- <laughs> <laughs> My whole reason for joining. Suey. You actually say the word suey and a pig will come over to you? I mean, that's the, I've never that's tried it. I'm going to go to a bar tonight and try that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, anyway, so. Hey, at least it wasn't chickens, right, Jamie? Why? Well, if she wouldn't call them. They'd chase her. That's right. <laughs> so the girl in the purple dress, I guess we already gave her name a little prematurely, whatever. Uh, all you get to see, hear her say to Bud is with you. And then he says, foul tip. So next Bud hits on Piper. Excuse me. I couldn't help but noticing you undressing me with your eyes. (laughs) How'd you like to hear my recipe for a love cocktail? (laughs) One cup of you, two cups of me, put it to boil and serve while hot. Look, I'll let you touch my hair if you go away and leave me alone. I have to audition. I gotta say, out of all the girls and all the responses, Piper was really kind of the nicest one. (laughs) Right? Yeah. And apparently Bud is so good at differentiating his, uh, (laughs) the amount of turndowns he has by chicks that he could actually, like, depict it as a foul tip. Like, he has it so (laughs) accurately that he's just, like, just a bit outside. Like, so yeah, you're right. Like, that would be like a triple for Bud, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what would the hair be? Yeah, I'm glad you even brought it up. Yeah, it would be like a triple. <laughs> That's like third base for him. <laughs> right? <laughs> even though 
things must have gone down with Trixie and the chicks at the uh, Rock Girl audition. So, we, uh, yeah, like other than that, like yeah, that that's why it gets weird with Bud. It's like we said it on that last show, you know. It's like both. It's like, it's, dude, are you a virgin or you're a pimp? Like, like yeah, make a decision. What's happening here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Bud says Kelly is a lock. Then asks to get a threesome going on with Piper and one of her friends. You're wasting your time, babe. My sister's got it locked. Who's your sister? Kelly. Anyhow, what do you say to you and me and one of your friends makes three? (laughs) What exactly is Kelly doing? She told me not to tell anybody. Not even me? No one. Not even me. <laughs> it's called the bunny bounce, and it goes like this. <laughs> the new Avante. Thanks, that's all I needed to know. Wait, you, you said I could touch your hair. <laughs> I thought he would say no again, and then she would kiss him, and then say, not even me. But it didn't even take that. I thought that she was going to do something with her body or something. You know what I mean? Like rub up on him or something. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like to do it just off that look, I was just like, oh, okay. That didn't – that wasn't too hard. (laughs) Right. That was so easy. Like it was kind of disappointing. Yep. Well, when Bud shows her the Bowman – the Bundy Bounce – he shows the crappiest rendition of this thing I've ever seen in my entire life. So you actually have to give her credit that she was able to mold something out of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, how did she get that far? Okay, everybody, ladies, attention, attention, ladies. <laughs> the client is here. Let's show him what we can do. All right. Miss Beck enters the room, and you hear a huge round of applause. Do you know why, Dan? Um, I do, I do. Jamie knows. I don't know. Why is that, Alex? Well, Jamie, you go ahead. Jamie, why is Cause that? Because it's Tina Louise, this ginger from uh, Gilligan's <gasps> Island. Oh, see? I would have never got that. <laughs> yep. Right on. Ginger. So the two hot chicks on Gilligan's Island were Marianne and Ginger. You know, you know what? I it's weird because we did this a few weeks ago now, but uh, I got like rose vibes <laughs> from that. Actually, it's funny because when she first walked into the room, before I got a good look at her, I thought that's who it was. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. It looks and like- then when we got closer up, I was like, oh no, that's her. That's Ginger. So wow, you made this so disappointing, Dan. <laughs> what do you mean? Wow, it would have been so much better if it was Rose. I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, the, yeah, shoulder pads and everything was there. See, and they should have named her Rose, and then, like, when they when she told her to do something, Kelly right. would said, I'm right on top of that, Rose. Right. Yeah. That would have been awesome. Well, like, especially because they had that working relationship, too. That's what stood out, and just, just the way she carried herself. Like, I knew it wasn't, but I, I got a little closer to the screen just to make sure. I was like, nope, that's not her. Wow. Should be. It's not her, though. Yeah, well, Tina Louise uh, was on Gilligan's Island from 64 to 67, and she was the most difficult cast member to work with, unfortunately. So (laughs) she had a bit of attitude. 
she's still alive today. She acted in Tapestry. Uh, oddly enough, in the the last acting role she had, her name was Rose. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, she was in what? Late Phases. Was that the last thing she did? No, that was right before. Okay. Yeah, she was. She played one of the elderly ladies in the uh, retirement village place of in in the werewolf movie Late Phases, which it's actually a very good movie if anyone out there hasn't seen it. <laughs> I'm liking it. She's famous ah. for the Stepford Wives. Yes. God's yeah. Little Acre. Oh, Acre. <laughs> yeah. God's Little Acre. <laughs> Step away from the Reading. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think that was Noah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, she was in the Warrior Empress or Empires. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I'm just kidding. <laughs> Alex, do you need me to do the Reading? <laughs> <laughs> Can you do the rest of the Reading for this episode? First up, Rochelle Alpert. The new Alpert. <laughs> Alante, Alante. Very good, very good, Rochelle. Incense Berkowitz. <laughs> That's incense. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Piper Bauman. That's amazing. Like, we don't do prima donnas here. Right. <laughs> Gosh, I'm so nervous. Well, then perhaps you should have worn underwear. <laughs> Just do the best you can, sweetheart. The new Alante! <laughs> Thank you. I call it the Bowman Bounce. She stole my bounce. Gee, how could that have happened? Excellent, excellent. And now, as if there was any need, Kelly Bundy. Steals Kelly's bounce. And they have contracts to sign before Kelly even went up. So she's not going to get the job Bowman is, obviously. So the Alante, doesn't it look very similar to the Bundy's car that they were stuck in in Labor Day traffic? Yes, absolutely. You know, I couldn't even tell you right now what color that car was because I have no idea what it looked like. What do you mean? I don't. I was looking at Kelly the whole time, not a clue. Oh, <laughs> wow. You stole my book line. No, I, I did, but it's true. I have no idea. Jamie's like, there were cars there. Yeah, there were cars there? What were they introducing, <laughs> themselves or a car? Well, one of the cars in that room was called the Imprada. And that was a reference to Richard Prada, the art director of Married with Children from 89 to 97. Oh. Yep. I wonder if he made that set. Yeah. So Buck talks again in this episode. Mm. Don't do anything, huh? Well, we'll see. I'll break him. I'll break him. <laughs> How about you, boy? <laughs> mommy does things for you, doesn't she? You're not my mommy. My mother has six nipples and would lick my belly. You're the only one who understands. Hey, Payne! Still on strike? What does it look like? You could be on fire and I wouldn't know. This has been the best two weeks of my life. You know, the uncertainty is gone. 
Accepting your utter uselessness has freed me. Now, isn't that great? That is a life lesson that we should all truly take in. Al inadvertently said something that you could use in your entire life in that one sentence. The uncertainty is gone. Accepting her utter uselessness has freed him. There's some people or some things that you could keep on trying with. Like, let's just say you have in-laws that you don't like. Mm -hmm. And you always try to, like, work with people here and make this relationship work and stuff. And it's like, once you just accept people for their uselessness, you have truly freed yourself. <laughs> That's how Alex and I continued with the skeleton crew. He's like, all right, he's already with me. <laughs> yeah, look, he's here. I accepted the fact that he is actually no usefulness at all. <laughs> I'm just going to do my thing. Like, we need a better host. We got to get somebody to drown him out. <laughs> yeah, so let's get Jamie. <laughs> Isn't that like an amazing life lesson? Or did you guys not see it that way? Well, I find I get more frustrated the more you try and bend to those people and try to accommodate them because they won't bend back. They won't even make any effort. So you're right. You're, it's like an impenetrable uh, thing. Yeah. Uh, idiot bubble, I think I called it earlier. Yeah. But here's the only difference. When he says the uncertainty is gone, that means her, she's not even going to act like she might do something of usefulness right so the way you do that though you have to make that happen because the in-laws aren't going to do it for you so what right. what you got to do is the uncertainty is stop engaging them <laughs> right <laughs> and that's how you could free yourself since i've been taking care of myself food's better conversation is better and, and without sex my hair's coming back <laughs> It's not coming back, honey. It's just growing up out of your nose. Ah, <laughs> oh, Peg. Would it really make you feel better if I told you I needed you? Yes, it would. <laughs> yeah, she created a world where there is no value in her presence among you. <laughs> and I really thought that there was going to be like a plot point where they were like, oh, no, like they really do need her. No. She's so worthless. Yeah. She only forces the issue by hiding something. <laughs> right. Exactly. How is that a true fulfilling ending for her? And I think that she nags him and, and, and does so many worse things that her actually doing nothing is like the least of his problems. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Until she highlights it on this episode. And then it's just like, OK, you really want to go down this road? You really want to play ball? Like, clearly, you don't do anything. That's like Al threatening no sex with her. Right. Right. Like what, what what was proven with this? That she could meddle in your life and you need her to fix it? I don't really know. I kind of feel like that. Nothing, right? I mean, all, Nothing, she, all, yeah. all we get out of this is that Peg gets a sex point. <laughs> Something that we created. <laughs> yeah, if we didn't create it, what would matter here? <laughs> it would hold no value. Nothing. I mean, because he could always just turn the channel himself. You know, that's his own making that he. Right. Yeah, but can you imagine getting up and doing. Did you guys live in a world without yes. remote controls? I'm old. Oh, right. <laughs> That was as a kid. That was my job. That's why you had kids back then, was so someone could get you a coke, and turn the channel. <laughs> That's true. Well, because I don't think there's any other reason for that. 
So Al eventually cannot sit through any more commercials. And that's weird that they're like promoting changing the channel when commercials come on on a, a show where their whole sponsorship is commercials. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, are you supposed to be getting that in people's heads? Yeah. Uh, oh, let's be like Al Bundy, not sit through commercials. <laughs> and I would love to tell you where it is, but gee, I can't. I'm on strike. <laughs> Fine. Don't need it. Watch TV for that. There. Game's on. We'll be back with the kickoff after these messages. <laughs> we'll be back with the second half after these messages. I'm an active gal, and as such, I need maximum protection. <laughs> I don't need it. I'm happy. I have everything else. I don't need TV. How long has it been? It's been 10 seconds. I give up. I'll do anything. Give me what I need, baby! Peg wants sex in exchange. So they go up and have a bizarre fiasco where Al's hanging out of the window, naked. <laughs> After these messages, we'll be right back. Cadillac Alante. It is a luxury roadster unlike any that has come before it. A Cadillac designed and handcrafted in Europe by the designer of Ferraris and Rolls-Royce. Imagine a world-class road car with Cadillac Comfort. Alante is built with such care that its assurance plan includes the finest coverage for any car sold in America. Cadillac Alante. Now, Kelly is going to basically beat Piper with a bat over this. How could she know about the Bundy bounce? I mean, the only one who knew besides me was you. How could she find out? Well, we may as well face it. We may never be able to piece this thing together. Hi, kids. Did you know your father is hanging from the window, butt bare to the world, screaming for help? That's okay. Mom's with him. No, if you'll excuse me. Someone stole an idea from me and cost me a modeling job, so... I'm going to handle this the only way that us Bundys know how. With swift and blinding violence. Oh, no, now, wait a minute, young lady. If you've got a problem you think you can solve with violence, don't you think you should talk to your parents? You can run, but you can't hide. <laughs> could I perhaps help in any way? Well, you could wait outside with the engine running. <laughs> Kelly... Haven't you ever heard the phrase, you can catch more flies with honey than you can with vinegar? Yes, but if you pull their wings off, they'll eat whatever you give them. <laughs> Let me put this another way. You're a woman now, not a child. You should solve your problems in the mature, sophisticated way of the adult. Call 911! Hurry! 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 <laughs> adults instead of stick figures I'm sure they would agree with me 
And while Marcy is like talking sound and logical advice, we see clips of Kelly beating the snot out of Piper Bowman <laughs> on the Alante. Right. So my advice to you would be to go to this person and appeal to her sense of fairness. Explain how much she hurt you, and she'll respond to your maturity with maturity. For women, unlike men, have the capacity to feel. We talk things out, and when you tell her a cheater never wins and a winner never cheats, she'll give you that job back. How do you guys feel about the approach Kelly took to solve this dilemma? You know I love it when Kelly gets violent. (laughs) exactly yeah i think kelly actually chose the right thing because people they just don't care or learn anything unless they're beaten to a pulp right yeah i was thinking back to the labor day episode and how much ass she she kicked and i love how that bat's always there too that's becoming like a thing (laughs) (laughs) like they always just use that weapon but um also, I want to, well, well, before we get ahead here about uh, Al and Peg going upstairs, right? Now, she makes a comment to Al saying, oh, more than like a minute and a half, yeah. right? Okay. She wants the full minute and a half. What, like, what's the, what's the thinking behind that? Because you could go either way. Like, one, he wants to just get it over with. Or two, like, is he really going to enjoy himself? Like, a minute and a half is pretty quick. Does that seem like, so you're saying a minute and a half shows that he really enjoys sex? Or he just wants to get it over with, one of the two, right? I, I wonder if Al has so much self-control that he could actually think really good thoughts. He has to, right? It's like a, like he's so used to it by this point that, that he has to, uh, he's got to go there. <laughs> you know, I used to have to think about football to slow things down, and now I just want to think about football. <laughs> that's a future jefferson line but i changed it from baseball to football i don't watch baseball <laughs> yeah i don't know um al finishing early it, it's kind of embarrassing especially for like a guy like him and i guess i'm gonna go ahead with your theory and say that he just he just uh does that because once you do that it's like shooting pool with a rope right so <laughs> he can't have sex anymore after that right. so he exactly. he has to finish as fast as he can Yep. He probably just thinks about a hot blonde. I don't know. That's like a a survival tactic on Hell's part. <laughs> yeah, it's survival. Yep. What'd you guys think about the fight? It was pretty good, right? Yeah. It was good. It was good. Um, I thought it was funny with, um, you know, Marcy's voice over it. But I also, I, I do feel, though, to be perfectly honest with you, like I just watched that scene. And um, I don't know. Like, I guess you needed it for that scene, but I feel like Marcy was just there in this episode. Oh, yeah. You know, like, she could have... Yeah, they just had to to come up with a reason to bring her in. Right. It's kind of depressing, right? It's like, God, we have this character that is just in the way at this point. We have nothing to do with her. Her husband's gone, and there's really nothing that we could do with her anymore. But it's like, not really, because every time you do, I like it. It's it's not and and I agree with what you said, but at the same time, it's like they've left other characters out, right? Like out of certain episodes. So I'm almost thinking like from her perspective, right? In terms of not being violent and doing that whole speech, like that's one of the only people it would have worked for, because all the other Bundys feel the same way Kelly does. Yeah, like nobody's talks of sound good advice. So right, so they needed her to come in for that. I just I, I always feel like um, 
while I understand that, I always just look for some sort of um, arc for for every character, even if it's very small, even if it's just like you get two jokes and then even that second joke references the first one. She was just kind of there for this one off and that was it. Just just because she provides uh, an, uh, an ulterior uh, perspective. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I found it hard to even take her seriously after the last episode. Like, right. she's strung across guys and with sailors and three guys at once, and then as soon as she gets to the place, and she's just a mess. And it's like, this is the same chick from last week? Right, yeah. Now she's giving us advice. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't need your advice. The way your life's going. Come, come back when Jefferson comes on the show. We'll have something to do for you. Yeah, when you get some stability under you. <laughs> so, Kelly does her bounce. She looks great. Does it really well. And now, the car of tomorrow. The new Alante! <laughs> now, please follow me to our next exhibit. Well, congratulations, Miss Bundy. But uh, what happened to Miss Bowman? Oh, stage fight. I mean, uh, fright. <laughs> well, congratulations. Thank you. Oh, bud. I came, I saw, I bounced. <laughs> Today, the Alante girl. Tomorrow, slut in a Bon Jovi video. <laughs> yes. Which, what, the gutter cats wasn't enough? I guess not. Yeah. <laughs> So, the end punchline, no pun intended. Reach for those stars, eh, Kel? You should feel pretty proud, too. You didn't even have to read your hand. Yeah, but now's the time I have to read my hand, because I wrote myself a little note. It says, the one who... Oh, what's that word? Told about the Bundy bounce was, see other hand. Wails them right in the bread basket. And that's the closing uh, shot. Is it safe to say that we don't have to try to figure out who told Kelly? Do you think that um, she discovered the information while she was kicking the crap out of Piper? Yes. That's yeah. a, that's my assumption. Yeah. I was going to say, too, that goes to the point that I made earlier about seeing both sides of Kelly. She was smart enough to make that joke with her hand mm-hmm. to, to, get, to get him right in the, what would you call it, the bread box? Uh, bread basket. The uh, the twig the twig and berries, um, yeah. Like she she was smart enough for that joke to work. So once again, just like yeah, Kelly's dumb, or she's like one of the smartest people ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because like they did allude to the idea that how do you not know it's Bud? Remember, she was like the only one who knew besides me was you. So how could right. she have found out? He even gives her a look like you're really not figuring this out. Mm-hmm. So. So I, I wondered if she just put it together, but then, no, it, it would make more sense that Piper uh, confessed while getting her head slammed into a car door. <laughs> yep. This is Mary Daniak, a.k.a. Bundiana, a.k.a. Annabelle, and you're listening to the Married with Children podcast. No, ma'am, we'll be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Be sure to subscribe to them on the Apple Podcast app 
and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to channels and search up Married with Children podcast. Now they're available on the TV Time app. Go to your app store and type in TV Time. Join their Patreon and support your favorite podcast with a small monthly donation. You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Now Dan, Jamie, and Alex are going to give their final thoughts on this week's episode. All right, time to rate this. Again, guys, make sure you listen to all those announcements that were just made because people who are patrons of the show, believe it or not, didn't know where to find our show one time when when the the network was down. So that shows that you guys are not really listening to all the places we are. Stitcher, YouTube. We have a YouTube channel, guys, where we post this show every week just to get more exposure. So please rewind, re-listen, take it in. <laughs> and a big shout out to our patrons, two new patrons of our show, Marvin and Alyssa. Thank you, guys. We really appreciate the support. So how many channels are you going to get up and change manually for this episode, Dan? I'm thinking between like a 3.5 and a 4. I think it was I, – I, yeah, I'm going to settle on a 4. Um, the jo- Some of the jokes were really solid, um, really funny episode. I loved the whole – the whole peg thing too, like realizing she's worthless. Like nothing was, <laughs> there wasn't really anything said about that except for the first step is admitting, like, right? Like driving that point home. That was that was nice. It was a good episode. I'll, I'll rate this a four. Yeah, I would change it uh, four channels and then adjust the antenna a little bit too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about you, Jamie? How many times are you going to get up and manually change the channel for this episode out of five? I will change the channel five times for this episode. Oh, hey, Jamie, while you're up, can you give me some popcorn? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is, I just watched Real Genius the other day. I have a whole house full. Um, (laughs) This is uh, one of my favorite episodes from back in the day. And for a very long time, I would go around and do the Bundy bounce and go, the new Alante. (laughs) Yes. My best friend and I did that. And... Uh, I just, you know, I love my Kelly. Uh, this was the inception of the Bundy bounce, which was great. Uh, yeah, I've always loved this episode. So I'll give it a five. Five out of five. Okay. Uh, I'm going to get up four and a half times to change the channel manually out of five for this episode. That means I'm going to, I was going to change it, but I said, Ugh, and I just sat back down the very last time. So the reason why is because, yeah, this is sort of an iconic classic episode there's so much iconic imagery and there's such iconic things like the the bundy bounce i mean you'll never forget that for the rest of your life you know i can ask <laughs> yeah. you about this in 10 years you go oh yeah yeah yeah, and you'll probably even say oh, yeah with tia career right you know like we'll never mm-hmm. forget it and that's like when things are indelible in your mind like that that means that there's something different about them uh even like the b plot of peg being on strike it didn't mm-hmm. overly interest me, really, but Al's reactions to everything really sold it, I guess. Like, right. gee, officer, you know, all that stuff, and <laughs> and him saying that life-changing line I mentioned. 
mm-hmm. and all that type of stuff. And um, I love that he was bare butt naked to the world, screaming for help outside the window. Yeah, like imagine <laughs> that. You know, it's pretty amazing. So, and then having Tia Carrere, like I, I guess you guys, I don't know if you're fans of her. You might not like what she looks like, but I was a fan. Like I said, Wayne's World is one of the, my the biggest comedies of my entire life. It's definitely a top five comedy probably in my life and I've, I watch it every year for like 30 years if you gotta spew spew in this, this. <laughs> yeah uh, why don't you just go talk to her why don't you just go talk to her why don't you just go talk to her I love her in True Lies which I still don't know why there's not a Blu-ray release of that that's bizarre you know it's a great thing that the chick's pretty good looking not the hottest crop ever but pretty good you know it's good enough um a lot of famous ones were in this episode and it turns out the other girl's Heidi that's that became something that was really cool yeah you know what's odd about that is uh just yesterday I was watching all the um uh Halloween episodes for Home Improvement and she's in like every episode so yeah it was cool seeing that yeah yep so uh and the ending you it couldn't get better Marcy giving that advice while she's beating the crap out of the chick on top of the car, which I'm going to assume was right before she was supposed to do her thing. Um, so, yeah, four and a half out of five. Nice. Good stuff. Uh, okay, guys, tune in next week. Married with Aliens. Al is visited by mysterious green creatures who creep into his bedroom and take his dirty socks. <laughs>